You're listening to the Active Living Podcast by Aditya Birla Health Insurance. Hello and welcome to the Active Living Podcast. My name is Sheetal and today we're about to touch upon a subject that has been the subject of plenty of conversation, living room conversation, dinner table conversations, you meet friends, you're talking about it and well, every aspect of life I think is incomplete without mention of the vaccination program, which means it is our responsibility to give you accurate information from a medical or a healthcare professional on some of the questions you've been asking. To that end, we've decided to call on air Dr. Chinmay Patkar. Dr. Patkar is a medical professional with deep uh, interests in psychiatry, emergency medicine and oncosurgery. He's an American Heart Association trained physician for advanced cardiac emergencies, life support and stroke management. And uh, he's also very, very passionate about certain areas that involve mental health issues. So a beautiful coming together of disciplines, I would imagine, is what we get in Dr. Patkar, uh, especially because he's going to allay some of the fears uh, that uh, that actually threaten our sense of well-being and our sense of peace uh, at a time like this. So thank you so much, Dr. Patkar, for joining us on Active Living as a podcast. Welcome to the show. How are you doing? I'm doing great, Shetal. Thank you so much for bringing me on. Uh, It's always great to find opportunities to educate people and clear a lot of misconceptions around not just the topic on everyone's mind that is COVID-19, but everything else as well. Thank you so much for bringing me on. And I'm sure we'll have opportunities for everything else. But today we'll focus on uh, the vaccination program and the questions on people's minds with respect to it. Um, Now, as someone who's worked in the medical field, Dr. Patkar, what information do you think is the most crucial for people to know that they actually know very little about? Uh, The most uh, crucial information uh, is that obviously this vaccination program should not be taken lightly. It is something that one, when gets the opportunity, should definitely go for without hesitation or apprehension. Mm -hmm. That is a default statement and that should never be thought upon twice. Number two is there's a whole lot of confusion. There's a whole lot of noise about, oh, let's say a vaccine A is effective, a vaccine B is effective. And I hope through this conversation that we're going to have, I'm able to clear that out. Trust me when I say this, every vaccine that is out there in the market right now is effective against the COVID-19 infection. I think that is a very important statement that you've just made. Every vaccine is effective against COVID-19. Now that brings us to this noise that you just spoke about, right, Dr. Patkar? So many different opinions, especially in WhatsApp groups, family groups, friends groups, etc. There are rumors of side effects, scary stories of dangers, all of this uh, pertaining to the vaccine. There's talk of three trials. So if you could clarify for our listeners what this trial process for vaccines is all about. Is this something that a person like me, a lay person, should be concerned about? Uh, That's an interesting question and I'm sure, yes, it'll be great if you or everybody else who's listening right now gets it clear right now. It's not just the vaccines, but any medicine that comes out in the market, anything. It might be as simple as a paracetamol or it can be as complicated as a COVID-19 vaccination. Goes through a clinical trial phase. Now, what these clinical trials ensure is that, uh, let's say, a medicine has a certain composition and how it reacts with a person, how effective is it, is there any side effect. Mm -hmm. So, these clinical trials take place with any medication and it is a completely normal default procedure for anything, any medicine to come out. So, there's not something to be worried about, it's not a new novel concept, it's a concept that has been in existence for a long time and it's something that has ensured healthier patient life in the future. And in terms of trials, right, the trials are made in such a way, they are called randomized control trials. What it means is that a group of people are divided, one person receives the vaccination, one group, and the other person receives a control or a placebo, Mm. which is not the vaccination. 
and neither do the vaccination providers the trial uh, controllers the people receiving this medicine have any idea what they are receiving so it is completely unbiased right. they call what is called randomized and double binded trials and in this process they study the behaviors of these group of people eventually after they have received uh, this vaccination or medicine and they see how many of them are actually getting affected by said uh, disease in this case it is the covid-19 virus or how many people are continuously healthier so every vaccine that has gone uh, has been out in the market has gone through this mm-hmm. currently bharat biotech covaxin has just come out of its third trial and it has come out with an 81% efficacy now this is where the noise is coming from this efficacy this this percentage right certain vaccines are 95% efficient yeah. certain vaccines are 61 81% so this has been muddied a lot because it's such a hot topic it's a topic like you said it's on every dinner conversation it's when you meet your friends you talk to them on the phone everyone's worried about it right now i'd like to clarify this as simply as i can without confusing everyone over here okay when a trial is taking place the certain vaccines have had the trial taken place at an earlier stage mm-hmm. what i mean by an earlier stage is let's say we go back to early 2020 all right when we just started seeing the waves coming in less number of people were affected with uh, the covid-19 and suddenly towards the end of the year in 2020 you had a sudden spike in the cases right mm-hmm. towards the mid year and post right now all of these vaccines have gone through trial at different phases in terms of that infection the oxford astrazeneca went through the trial probably earlier in 2020 okay where the virus was not that mutated the virus had not affected that many people it right. was not exponentially spreading throughout continents right. and at that point it showed an efficacy of 95% mm. the vaccines that were done trials were done which were done later where the virus was already mutated it, it was exponentially infecting everybody across the globe that that's the time when certain vaccines showed an efficacy of a lower rate right now what does efficacy mean efficacy means that let's say a group of people who have received or not received the vaccination how much percentage of them have been prevented from a covid-19 vaccination right. and in that study it was found that the group of people in the trials who had not received had more chance of getting the covid-19 as compared to the people who had actually received it and uh, the efficacy difference that you see is not an, a number of how efficient the vaccine is the vaccine's main aim is to prevent any hospitalization any admission any loss of life due to covid-19 understand aim is to reduce the infection that is mm-hmm. most important so it's very important what i'm taking away over here dr patkar is that you cannot just take a sentence or a statement uh, in isolation you need to understand the context in which that particular statement is being made so when you say exactly. 100% or 81% don't think that actually refers to the effectiveness of the vaccine you have to also understand that the group of people on whom it has been tested has to also be accounted for and also when the vaccination trials have yeah. happened in the uh, life cycle of the virus right exactly if i might add there are certain trials that have taken place exclusively in the united states mm-hmm. there are certain trials that have taken place exclusively in brazil in asian countries right so you have to take in account for so many variables right here right difference in population difference in the health the outlook of the population towards health etc and the timing at which the infections were taking place absolutely finally whoever has got the vaccination it is 100% effective against the covid-19 infection now you mentioned right uh, just some time back that there are different geographies which have come up with their different vaccines and that's that's another subject of great debate you know there are indian uh, origin vaccines foreign origin vaccines and so on which one is better but does this even matter dr patkar and do we really get to choose here and now do we get to choose which one we can take 
Uh, yeah, so I'll answer this question in like two parts. Number one, yes, there are different types of vaccines. The Oxford AstraZeneca, the Covishield one, especially, which is by Serum Institute. And then you have the Bharat Biotech, which is Covaxin. And now recently there is Johnson & Johnson that has come up with a single dose uh, COVID-19 vaccination right. as well. So finally, I'll tell you, the constituent of the vaccine is exactly the same. What it contains is uh, non-replicable virions. That means if that virus enters your body, it's not supposed to replicate, it's not supposed to cause any infection. And this type of concept is nothing new. It is what you see in majority of the vaccinations that we have taken as kids. Right. Uh, I don't know if you remember, there's the measles, mums and rubella vaccination that is given to kids at right. the age of nine months. It's the same. Even a tuberculosis vaccination that is given at birth. Vaccination process as a whole is not, is not new. It's just because overall, everyone's, uh, this is the first time in human history that something like this on such a large scale has happened. So right. obviously there is that growing fear, that growing apprehension always there, always ever present. But finally, all vaccines do the exact same thing. There is no point in comparing one vaccine with another because all of them finally are going to achieve their goal that is prevent infection, prevent uh, extreme debilitating disease that can cause a lot of loss of life. The second part of the question that is, do we get to choose? Currently, Covishield has been uh, is being utilized for emergency situation and restricted use. That is your healthcare workers, people who are above the age of 55, 65, who have any comorbid conditions. And currently with old age, the immunity reduces as, as well. So that's why they have kept a certain age group, healthcare workers and associated workers for restricted use. They are getting the Covishield to two uh, dose vaccination, 28 days apart. Also right now, uh, this is what the government is doing, which is free vaccination, which is a large scale vaccination that we should all be proud of because it is again, not been done at such a scale in such short amount of time in the history of the human race. Right. At the same time, if you go to any private setup, like private hospitals, Right. You can get a paid vaccination, uh, which is around rupees 200 to 250, and you do have a choice for that. Now, for the benefit of our listeners, I'm just going to sort of qualify the right now that we're talking about that Dr. Patkar also talked about, that right now, at the time of uh, recording this conversation, is March of 2021, and things could change. And if there is an update, we will certainly be sure to bring you that update as time passes by. We're going to be taking a small little break of here. We do have some more questions uh, to ask Dr. Patkar. Stay with us. This is the Active Living Podcast that continues. This is the Active Living Podcast by Aditya Birla Health Insurance. The Active Living Podcast with Dr. Patkar continues. We've been talking about uh, questions regarding the vaccination program, the vaccination drive, the efficacy, uh, the versions of the vaccines that are around and so on. Now, this next question, Dr. Patkar, has to do with this talk around the fact that uh, the vaccine is not really 100% effective. I know you did broach that subject of uh, these, uh, you know, 81%, 100% and so on. Uh, people believe that some folks can still get COVID-19 after receiving both doses of the vaccine. Now, this is what is confusing a lot of people. Can you shed some light on this? Yeah, like earlier on in this conversation, we did um, uh, encroach upon this whole topic about efficacy and efficiency. They are two very different things. Any vaccine that is out there is 100% efficient. Mm -hmm. Efficacy just shows at the time of the trial what results came in, are yeah. non-biased. Mm -hmm. right, we have already gone through that. Now, I'll just give you an example. Probably this will simplify things for a lot of people. I'm sure everyone's aware we receive a BCG vaccination at birth which is supposed to prevent you from getting tuberculosis, right? right? At the same time, even if you have that vaccination given to you, there's always a chance of you developing tuberculosis in India, especially. Mm. Right. So that doesn't mean the vaccine is ineffective. 
right. it is trying to prevent major disease that is what the same thing uh, covid-19 vaccination is doing you yeah. do have a chance of getting infection in case if you're not careful you're not socially distanced you're not wearing mask you're putting yourself in harm's way there's always a chance that you might receive some sort of infection but but the and this is a big but is that the vaccine is preparing your body to fight it in a better way right. fight it in a better way in such a way that you will not be god forbid in a position where you're experiencing a lot of complications due to the infection which right. has been the most concerning thing in the people's minds and i'll take this uh, time to actually touch upon how a vaccine works mm-hmm. if a virus or a bacteria enters your body it creates certain antigens antigens right. are substances foreign sub- substances of the body that can cause harm right. now in normal circumstances to an antigen a body makes antibodies right the antibodies kind of attack the antigen uh, engulf it and prevent that infection from spreading now because this is covid-19 is a new infection that has come in play the body was never prepared to make that antibody okay. so what the vaccine does is that it gives virus protein which is not replicable what i mean by not replicable that it has no chance of infecting you at all right. it can't cannot spread in your body and viruses unlike bacteria cannot survive without organic medium which is your body okay. so once you take that application out of the equation that is it cannot infect you at all what the body does is that the body identifies this protein as something foreign and starts creating antibodies to it right now once it starts creating antibodies to it in case if you have a tendency to get an infection the body has a defensive mechanism already in place right. it has an antibody that will fight that infection and once you have that in place there is a higher chance that you will not get any severe disease due to covid-19 i think that sort of clarifies uh, the mechanism involved in uh, vaccines and how they really work in the body and that also helps us understand why despite taking the vi- uh, vaccine you can't really say oh party time i'm going to go and catch up with everybody and <laughs> attend weddings which have 120 people in it and so on and so forth you can't really do that either you need to be always careful that really brings me to the next question dr parker so are we always going to need a coronavirus vaccine because some experts believe that this virus is never really going to go away completely uh, as of now it's too soon to tell i know it's been one and a half years and it seems like a lifetime right. and i'm sure a lot of people get frustrated with the restrictions but again in in a timeline of a disease it's way too young to tell anything right now but yes it is not something that is going to go away with a blink of an eye or a snap of a finger it's going to take some time it's not just the virus that, that is difficult to deal with we as people are also evolving in a way that we prevent that disease we have to have certain restrictions certain habitual changes that right. need to be uh, brought in place so that we as a civilization can overcome this um now this brings us to the one thing that's on everyone's mind when are we going to be able to go back to a proper normal pre covid like existence i think everyone is missing you know the regular holidays no need to think before you want to go somewhere travel plans office yeah, everyone's missing those weddings you're trying to postpone weddings now thinking oh i want to call the world but i can't because of covid all of that are we looking at a longer waiting period is this going to be a reality i think in the near future that is yes it is a longer waiting period because at the same time that we are battling this disease and you can see there's a sudden rise in cases as well right now people are getting more complacent about like yeah the you know we are we've overcome it and all that and suddenly now since last week especially in uh, maharashtra karnataka you see a, a like sparkling rise in number of cases as well again so yes there is a longer waiting period because we are still understanding uh, this disease we are still trying to find the better ways to overcome it it yeah. takes time to put systems in place that were not there initially right? they were never there because there was no need for it 
right and obviously it's going to take some time but at the same time i think this provides us with a brilliant opportunity to improve our quality of life mm. i mean before uh, we were forced to wear masks i mean we were breathing toxic air we were constantly exposed to pollution infection there was no sort of control over cleanliness or uh, basic san- hygiene and san- sanitation and now we are careful we are smarter we are more resilient it does come with one benefit that yes we will be res- resilient we will overcome this eventually and when we do we'll have a better system in place that prevents us from going through something similar what a positive note just a kind of note that i want to wrap up the podcast on but uh, i can't let you go without thanking you on behalf of all of our listeners for the role that you would have played in managing the covid-19 crisis for the country as a healthcare professional yourself uh, dr patkar thank you so much one more time for joining us today thank you so much for having me this was a great experience being on this podcast this is the active living podcast by aditya birla health insurance thanks for tuning in we'll be back soon